as a nonprofit, you need money. You gotta fundraise. You can't just sustain your mission off of passion and purpose as much as we wish that we could. And focusing on fundraising in the beginning and really strengthening that muscle right from the get-go will help you avoid burnout and feeling like you're doing everything with no support. Trust me, I have been there. So many nonprofits think that they're gonna start and they're gonna put that little donate button on their website and that donations will flow in or they'll post it on social and people will want to support them. But unfortunately, this just isn't the case. And in the beginning, it's just as important that you build your network and you build trust as it is to get money in. So I'm gonna share with you a strategy today that you can do just that. All right, let's talk about it. Welcome to episode 58 of the Four Purpose Live Show where I help you get clear, get focused, and be impactful by showing you how to step fully into that calling that you have been given without taking on that common narrative that nonprofits have to struggle. That's right, together we can get you in your sweet spot, giving your strengths and talents to serve this world and build a movement for your cause. Simply by living for purpose, on purpose, I'm your host, Rebecca Britt, and today we are talking about getting that initial fundraising in the door, okay? So before we get started, I want to make sure that you have access to my free funding one-pager template. This is just a one-pager that you can get all of the necessary uh, elements down of something that you want to get funded. It's a Google Doc. You just go in there. It's editable. You can add your own information. And these are conversation starters. We're going to talk about this. You can grab that at forpurposelive.com slash page. Completely free, editable, one-pager funding template. Okay, so let's talk about how you're gonna get this initial funding in the door. So first I want you to block out your ideas because what happens is you have this mission and you have this idea or you have this program or you have this nonprofit that does a whole bunch of different things and you may or may not be clear on exactly what you do, but your funders need to be super clear, not only what, on what you do and the impact that you're gonna make and the outcomes that you're going to have, but they also need to be super clear on if they're gonna give you money, how is that money going to be used? So rather than just like, oh, we are this nonprofit and we do all these things and isn't that cool, give money. And it's like, I, I don't know how much, just kind of give $10 or give five, you know, 5,000 or whatever. You really wanna block out your ideas into fundable ideas, okay? So you might have a program that's very obviously fundable, one specific program. You may have, uh, you know, an expansion, like you need to build something or you need to secure a location or something. That's a very fundable idea. You might want to launch like a parent, parent support group that isn't like your main programming, but it's a side thing. So anything that you can think of that you can block into fundable ideas you want to do because it's much easier to sell these specific items with specific outcomes that you can measure than to just say like, we're a nonprofit that does this really cool stuff. It's really hard to articulate, but we do cool stuff. Please fund us. And by the way, give us as much or as little as you want. Mm -hmm. Nobody's gonna do that, okay? So first, list out the things that are fundable. Again, this can be equipment, this can be a specific initiative, this could be a convening of thought leaders, this could be a very specific program. Uh, this could be a support group, this could be an event, anything that you want to do and that you have a, a vision for, list those out, 
just list out all of your ideas. Then really think about which ones are really yummy, which ones you really want to get um, funded. And the ones that you really want to get funded should be because they have the best impact. They have the best outcomes. It's easy to articulate how powerful this program can be. Okay. I'm going to tell you that even if you have something like you really want to uh, start uh, or launch like a basketball court, like you, or you want somebody to build a, uh, shed where is a place where kids can like get together and have a community space or something. Um, but you want like a shed on your property that you're going to use for that as much as it's like, Oh, fund a shed. No, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to you about how you're going to position it as the outcomes people are going to get, not the thing that is housing the amazing magical work that you're doing. Okay. So you've got your ideas blocked out. Now you're going to choose a few that you're like, this would be really impactful for the mission, right? Your uh, criteria for choosing should always be which one of these things would most help us move the needle or accomplish our mission. Okay. So now you've got your couple ideas for those ideas. And you can use the one pager funding template. We're going to make one of those for each one of the ideas that you have. So you want to start with your purpose. Everything I do starts with purpose. That's why the channel is called for purpose live. And if you don't know your purpose, then why are we here? Okay. And you need to know your purpose for every little thing you do, every program, every support group, every advertising campaign, every, you know, marketing thing, everything you do, every event needs a purpose. What are we trying to do with this event? And ideally that purpose would be tied to the outcomes that the population you're serving is going to have by being a participant in your program. Like I said, if you need, want to develop a, a basketball court, well, you could just say this basketball court would be great. You know, we want a basketball court, fund it for $40,000. But you really want to think about what's the purpose of this basketball court. You didn't just choose a basketball court. Why did you choose a basketball court over a baseball diamond? Why did you choose a basketball court over something else that you could do? Why is a basketball court so important to you? And it should be because maybe that is what the people in your community really uh, center around. It's a hobby that they really like. And if you have a basketball court, it will bring in more people from the community. It will allow community mentors to step up and mentor at-risk youth. Um, and it's going to be really a hub for your community. And it will also, you know, uh, promote healthy relationships. It will give them something to do. Um, that's a positive enrichment activity. Okay. So it's much more than a basketball court. It is like delivering a place for kids to be kids, for them to make healthy choices and interact with healthy adults in their community. And they need that. They need this hub. They need a central place. They're not just going to maybe come to your services because like they, they identify with being an at-risk youth, like boring. I don't want to go have therapy or whatever, but the basketball court could serve as a place where kids can just be kids and we see them on their level and they're able to come and just have fun. And yes, that's an entry door for them to come in and see the rest of our services. Okay. The purpose could be like that. It could be to provide a central community hub. If it's a program, it could have a very specific purpose. Like, um, if it's going to be a support group for parents, the purpose might be to provide parents with psychoeducation parenting techniques, or it might be to reduce isolation for parents and to provide them with a community that they can rely on. Okay. So it's not just a support group. It is like, no, our mission is actually about 
connecting the community. So we're gonna make this support group about reducing isolation. Our mission is actually about providing psychoeducation to parents. So we're actually going to provide education, our support group. Maybe your mission is about, you know, developing life skills in foster youth. But the support group is not directly related to that mission, but you know one way in which you support children in foster care is by giving parents the therapeutic parenting techniques they need to have a good, healthy home for that kid. So that outcome, that purpose is the one that you would wanna focus on because it's most directly related to your mission, okay? So really think about your mission and how is this thing you're trying to get funded going to serve that mission? So start with your purpose, get a good, yummy purpose statement down for each thing. You have to know why should anybody fund this? Why does it matter? Why is it important? And the more that you can articulate that, the more you can believe that and you can communicate that to your funders, they're like, oh, I get it. Sure, I'll give you the money, okay? So this is a lot more about you building confidence in your thing and you framing things in an outcomes-based way. So now you have your purpose. Now, I want you to create a one-pager for every fundable idea that you have you can start with one fundable idea. One might be a $40,000 thing. One might be a $5,000 thing. So it's nice to have a couple things that are like different levels and maybe your confidence level is more at like, I do not want to go start conversations about a $100,000 program. I would much better, I would feel much better about starting conversations around a $5,000 uh, program or initiative um, that we need. And I am all about you getting quick wins, all right? So getting out there building your one pagers getting somebody to bite on them and you getting a quick win and getting some quick money in so if you've got something that's like a $2,500 project let's create a one pager for it and let's start somewhere where we feel a little bit more confident that's totally fine because you will gain confidence in this process and then you'll start pitching um, and developing one pagers around much much bigger money amounts okay so you're going to create that one pager now on the uh template that I give you, it breaks it down. So you're going to talk about the problem. Uh, like what problem are you addressing? So at-risk youth in this community are more likely to blah, 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 whatever the problem is. And this is your solution. By creating a basketball court, we give these kids an opportunity. Okay. So we talk about the solution. We're also going to talk about why you why should anybody give the money to you? There's a bunch of people helping at-risk youth. Well, we are the only ones that have this land that would be able to create this basketball court. Maybe it's your experience, your bag of experience, and how you were an at-risk youth once and that you know somebody gave you this opportunity and you were be able to blah, blah, blah. Or you have a background in social work or your team, you've got all the good uh, leaders in the community to come together and agree and, and you're collaborative. Whatever makes you you and makes you unique and makes somebody believe like, oh, okay, I get why I would give you the money to execute this. So why you? You're also gonna have some impact metrics, okay? Funders want to know like, if I hand you this money, what do I get from it? And what they want to get from it is the outcomes. They wanna know that their money went to, they don't, you don't like take $40,000 from somebody or any amount of money thousand dollars from somebody and just go spend it the way you said you were going to but then not report back and then just like okay next time I want money I'll come to you 
No, this is a relationship. This is a back and forth. This is something that you want to make sure you're reporting on. Thank you so much for that $2,500 that you gave us. I want to show you what we came up with. So we've actually been tracking these metrics and in your one pager, you're going to say, we are prepared to track these metrics. So what I like to have, and this is a secret weapon because most nonprofits do not do this. Most nonprofits are really good at tracking how much they do, but not how well they do it or is anybody better off because of it. So let's say that the basketball court, the whole purpose for that basketball court was to you know, make sure a bunch of members of the community were coming together and making sure that they were really using it as a central hub. What you could track is the how much would be how many people are using it, right? So number of people that use the basketball court. So you would need ways to collect that data. Maybe they'd need to sign in or something, but you would want to know how many people have used this thing. Then maybe let's say you have some like open ball sections where members of the community can just come together and anybody can play open ball during, you know, these hours of the week. Well, how well you're doing this, how well are you effectuating the outcome that you're trying to have would be the percent of those sessions or those hours that are filled up. So 100% of our free ball sessions are full and we have a wait list. Like they fill up three weeks in advance. That would be amazing because it shows like people are coming, they wanna be there. Okay, if 50% are, are using it, the reason why this is a how well metric is you might not be promoting it well. Like you just set a calendar, but nobody knows about you. You're not out in the community telling people, come play ball, incentivizing them, come play ball here. We've got free Gatorade and we give out snacks and it's a safe place and everyone's welcome. So a how well metric is like, how much are you booking out that time to make people come and be a central hub? So your metrics would be how many people are using it and what percentage of the hours that it's allowed to be open are being used. And is anybody better off is the biggest metric that you want because you want to show like, okay, so great. People are coming and using your basketball court and they use it all the time, 100% of the time. It's like, but does it matter? Is it really building community? Do people, are people really staying out of trouble? Is this a good? So if you wanted to if claim that you were building a good sense of community or you were building a sense of belonging, you would just have to ask people that. So maybe after a month of using this or after six weeks, you email people that have used it or maybe as they come, you interview them and say, hey, how have you liked this? Has this given you a, a better sense of belonging? Maybe you do a survey that just says, has this court given you a place to belong? Or has this court given you a bigger sense of community? In that way, if they report yes, you can say, 75% of people that come and play ball here say that this court has added to their sense of community. So now you've got a how much, how many people use it. Uh, you've got percent of the time the court is rented out basically. And that's your how well. And then your is anybody better off? 75% of the people that come here say that we've given them a greater sense of community or they're more likely to come back. There's a lot of different ways that you can track that. And the reason why people don't track this stuff is one, they might not know how to come up with the metrics, but two, it does take data collection and, and processes, but don't get overwhelmed. Don't get overwhelmed. It's pretty easy. All you have to do is like, don't just open a basketball court and walk away or open a you know support group and then I don't know if it was successful. You don't, you will feel so confident if you're like, okay, we're tracking how many people come, we're tracking how many people come back, and we're tracking if this is meaningful to them. 
you need those numbers and it's pretty easy. You can, with a support group, you can just ask at the end, what, at the end of each session, was this session meaningful for you? Did you feel a greater sense of community? And then at the end of the whole session, you could ask, you know, how isolated, has this reduced your isolation? Or you could do pre and post tests. Don't, don't get too scared. At the beginning, you just ask, how isolated do you feel being a foster parent? Rate it from one to 10. They circle one of the numbers, one question. At the end of the support group, at the, at, you ask, how isolated do you feel being a foster parent? If they have increased at all or decreased their isolation level, then you get to say 80% of people have decreased their isolation by being part of this group. It's not that difficult. You just have to know what you're asking and ask it at the beginning and the end or just at the end. Just ask it and collect that data. And then you report that back to the funder, okay? So you're going to have three metrics on this one pager, just like how much, how well, is anybody better off? Articulate those metrics, say we are prepared to collect this data um, and report back to you our outcomes, all right? And then you want a, a why this matters section, like why um, does this program matter? Or what are the outcomes of this program if we do this? Oh, and then you obviously want the funding. So how much funding will it take? We are seeking $5,000 for this program. We're seeking $2,500 and this is what it will get us. You'll see an example in the one pager template of how to do that. Okay, so you have blocked out your ideas, you have developed one pagers. So now you have a one pager and now you're gonna put it on your website and email it out to everybody you know and hope it gets funded, right? No, <laughs> nobody's gonna fund it. Nobody's gonna fund it. So you're going to use it as a conversation starter. So how do you do this? This is the way that you build your network and you build trust. So you are going to get together with your board of directors and you are now equipping them with something, right? Because everybody's like, my board doesn't fundraise and my board sucks. Okay, they don't suck. We haven't equipped them with our passion and our vision and of the outcomes that we could achieve if we just got funded and we could do these things, okay? So now we've got this one pager, we go to our board of directors. And if you wanna build these with your board of directors, do that too, even better, like more ownership, the better. But we go to the board of directors, first thing we do is we're like, does this one pager make sense? Do we understand the outcomes? Do we understand the metrics? Once we do that, Every one of you, you and your board of directors, each one of them commits to five people that you know. And these people should be people that are maybe well-connected with a heart of service. They don't need to be wealthy because we're just starting conversations. Well-connected, heart of service. Maybe somebody that you know from church, somebody that you know has a heart for this, maybe a business owner in the community. Okay, we're just going to talk to five people. Doesn't really matter, but everybody needs to commit to having conversations with five people. That might mean that they actually need to contact 10 people to have conversations with five, okay? So just know that everybody's gonna make their list. Do it at a board meeting. Don't say make a list and turn it in next time. Let's just do it, a working session together. I love it, let's get it done. Then you are going to contact those people. And instead of saying, hey, this is some fundable thing, say, hey Jim, I know that you have a huge heart for children in foster care and we have launched our program you know our nonprofit and we are seeking funding for this basketball court that we really think could be a hub for the community I've developed a one pager on this to help get funding for it and 
I'd love to know what your feedback is. Does it make sense? Do the outcomes make sense? Do the metrics make sense? Do the amount make sense? Is there any way that we could schedule a call to just go over it and you could give me any feedback so that I'm well prepared to speak to funders about this initiative that we're starting? and then see if Jim responds back. And when you get that call, you wanna set up a call to discuss it. So you're sending him the one pager. I've attached a one pager. I wanna see if it makes sense. I'd love feedback. Um, you know, I know that you're really good at this stuff. Then when he says, sure, we can talk about it. Make it very clear that you're like not asking him for money. You just want feedback so that when you do start talking to funders that it makes sense. Then when he makes the call with you, you get on the call and you just listen, listen to his feedback, make changes. And then at the end, say, Jim, this has been so helpful. Thank you so much. Do you know anyone that it would be good to have this first conversation with? Do you know anybody that has a heart for foster kids and would be interested in having this discussion more or funding this at all? Uh, maybe we could have them out to our facility so that they can see all that we do. Do you know anybody that that would be of interest? And then Jim starts giving you a list and Jim starts talking about you when he's out in the community. Okay, so then you're gonna get more people. Now, it would be great if you can invite all those people to an awareness event, like out at your facility. Again, an awareness event, not a fundraising event, but you're getting to build trust. There's an awareness event, come on out, see what we do, see our heart, see our passion. Nobody's gonna give you $5,000, $10,000 without understanding who you are and meeting you and shaking your hand and going, wow, she is amazing and she cares about these kids and I trust her with the money, okay? So if you can have your board get all of their five people to invite as many people as they possibly can to an awareness event, then they get your heart, you make these conversations, you have all their emails, you're collecting all of these emails, and then you can have further conversations either about the actual one-pagers or you can invite them to a fundraising event. Either way, you've built your network, you've built your trust, none of it was asking for money. None of it was. You'll see that people go, tell me more about this. And if you're in a situation where somebody bites on one of these things, fundable ideas, and they go, you know what, this looks great. You've had us out to your place. You know, we've had some conversations about this, honest conversations where you've been able to hear feedback and hear what any objections that a funder might have. If they say, can you draft up a full proposal for me? Then you can do that. Don't get nervous. Say yes. Don't say, uh, I don't really know what a full proposal. Say yes. Okay. And if you want an easy way to draft up a full proposal, I do have a five-day grant mastery course which will help you develop a killer proposal and blow funder socks off. Um, that's at fourpurposelive.com and it's also in the show notes. You can check out, it's a five-day grant mastery course and it's only $97 and I know that it will get you some quick wins. Okay, so to recap, you are going to block out all of your ideas. You're not just raising money for your whole mission. Block out some fundable ideas. What do you need to get funded? Start with the purpose. Why would anybody fund this? Why would anybody fund this? What outcomes is it going to have? What impact is it going to make? Create a one-pager on this. You can get the free one-page template for purposelive.com page. Create a one-pager on this. Use that one-pager as a conversation starter. Build your network, build trust, ask somebody for feedback on it, don't ask them for funding, and once they have built that relationship with you, then ask them if they do know anybody that would be interested in that, 
invite them out to an awareness event or out to your place to build even more trust and then develop a full proposal when somebody asks you, how can I fund this, all right? It is just as important to build relationships, build trust and build your network as it is to get the money in the door. This is more about building confidence for you so you know what do you need money for? Why are you best positioned? What is the problem you're solving? What is the solution? And what are the metrics you're going to collect and report back to this funder to keep an amazing relationship going and where they say it actually positions you for more funding, right? Because after you get the $5,000 and you're reporting back and you're saying, hey, this is what we did, here are our metrics, this has been amazing, here's some pictures and some case studies of the things you funded, then next time you have a one-pager, guess who you're going to? That same funder, hey, we've got a new project, I'd love to hear your feedback on this project, do you know anybody that would be interested in this? And let them self-select if they are uh, aligned with your next project. All right, I would love to see in the comments just one of your fundable ideas. What are you gonna build a one-pager on? I would love to see that. Um, and ask any questions, I'm here for you. I'd love to answer them. Thank you so much for your service to this world. Until next time.